You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Marin After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Marin After Show. Hey there, Marin fans. What's going on? You know where you are. AfterBuzz TV, the Marin After Show, Season 2, Episode 4, The Mom Situation. I'm Matt Lieberman. Uh, joining me, of course, Jesse Klein's here. Hey, how's it going? J.B. Zimmerman's here. How do? Steve Kaufman, unfortunately, not here this evening. Very we sad. miss him. He'll be back next week. Right. Uh, before we get started, though, uh, you know, those of you who watch or listen to a lot of AfterBuzz TV podcasts, or even just this one, you're probably aware of our founder, Maria Menuno. She has a fantastic new book out called The Every Girl's Guide to Fitness, and I just want to toss it to Maria. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here, and I want to share my newest book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, with you. Basically, every woman always stops me and asks me how I lost 40 pounds, so I decided to put it all in one book. Everything I did to lose 40 pounds step-by-step, and how you can too is in here. I did it with no time, no money, and no willpower, and now I'm going to show you how to do it too. You can pre-order it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, wherever books are sold, and it's out June 3rd, so I hope you guys love it. I hope it helps you in your weight loss journey, and please, please tweet me and update me on your progress. At Maria Menunos. Thanks. All right, thank you, Maria, for uh, telling everyone about that book. We we hope you know if you're interested in that, you go out, you buy it, support the show. You know, uh, anytime that you pay for something that's going on with Maria Menunos, obviously it's coming back to us. It's helping us continue to make all this great free content. So thank you for paying attention, and I hope you enjoy the book. So absolutely, guys, uh, another great episode of Marin, a bit quieter this week. Yeah. Um, but mm. I think that that was necessary, and I appreciate when a show is willing to change up its tempo. Um, you know, we, we've got this relationship with, with Mark and his mother, who we haven't seen since season one, Sally Kellerman, who does a great episode of WTF, if you haven't listened to it. It's somewhere in, like, the early 400s. It's like 430-something. Okay. I don't know. Um, but a uh, big milestone this week. Huge. Yeah, Mark Marin uh, released his 500th episode of WTF with Mark Marin, uh, which JB has listened to and he loved. Uh, and and who who all was on it? it was Steve Brill? Yeah, Steve Brill is the main guy who mm-hmm. they go back obviously decades. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he sort of gets a little sentimental uh, and calls up his dad. And his mom, so they both have a, a shorter, but it's it's nice, it's touching moments. Yeah, and like sure. curious timing, as you know, we have this uh, this episode with his mother in the same week that he interviews his mother uh, on the podcast, uh, and I'm, I'm very very curious to listen to that and see what that's like. Yeah, I, I mean, it connects not a lot, as we'll see as we discuss. Right. So you know, mom, uh, or sorry, Mark is not on great terms with his parents. His dad is you know kind of an a hole, um, a big one. And uh, we saw a bit of that last season, uh, and his mom has decided that she's coming to stay for a week, unannounced, because she wants to spend some time with her son. She's been lonely, and there's been no real way to communicate that to him, because he refuses to communicate with her. 
Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, it was interesting that the episode after he loses his girlfriend is the one that he has a mother episode with. Because hmm. I feel like uh, she fills the same space in his life that he was lacking with his girlfriend. Like, you know, his girlfriend was too childish for him and his mom is also very childish. So it feels like the same energy he gets off of her. Right. She's childish, but... So is he. I mean, I feel like yeah. he, she brings out the worst in him, even yeah, more so sure. than Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know about you guys. I, I don't think my relationship with my family is perfect. And, and as as a Hebrew, a Hebrew podcaster, sure, sure. in fact, yep. uh, th- this brought out a lot of emotions for me just because, I don't know, as I get older, I tend to – I've been receding further and further from my parents and communicating less and less because I just came to realize that no matter what the subject was, no matter what I was bringing up, if I brought it to my parents, they would give me an answer that was disappointing. They, there was never going to be enough support or enough like grounded clarity in what they had to say, no matter what the issue was. If I called them and asked them about something that I was thinking about doing, they would shut it down, and that was my way of avoiding doing the risky things that could potentially pay off in a better life. You know, whether it be socially or in comedy or in work or whatever it was, you know, they would project their fears onto me and I would accept it as gospel. And I, I don't know how Mark's relationship with his family you know, fell apart. I have to imagine that the drugs in his twenties and thirties probably had a nice, nice portion of that, you know, paying into it. But, uh, it just kind of gives me pause because, you know, you want to figure out how, how to communicate with your parents, how to have that relationship with them in a healthy way when you're changing and you're starting to make the same mistakes that they might've made. You're realizing how flawed they are as people as you continue to realize how flawed you are. Yeah. Uh, that for me, I the I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but when yeah. he's talking to Rob Riggle and he says you're too well adjusted for comedy, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of have that fear all the time that you're too well adjusted. Yeah, uh, I myself am a crazy man, but my parents right. are great. Like they're the best parents. Uh, like they're just super supportive, Ugh. and like anything I do, they're like, hey, if you're gonna take a chance, take a chance. You only you only get to do it once. God, you're a wriggle. Yeah. What's wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> no, well, I'm crazy. Like, I'm yeah. not adjusted. Oh, I know but, you. But, yeah, you know me. Yeah. Uh, but my You're pa- the bad boy of indie comedy. I can't help course. it, folks. Yeah. Uh, but my parents are always have always been really great and supportive. Uh, so I, I always kind of have that fear where it's like every comedian I love and respect has, like, these horror stories about their parents mm-hmm. or, like, growing up. Or just some kind of darkness in them. Yeah. Uh, I guess my darkness is all self-induced, mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> so I don't I don't have like like these shared experiences that all of my favorite comedians and like people I like like I I I can't really bond over that. Do you ever feel like because you lack that darkness or lack that complication that you can't be as funny? I feel like that's a fear I used to have. Uh, I feel I feel like I. I have to find comedy through other means Hmm. like because I don't have like all of this like life experience of like being disappointed by parents or like having drug issues with parents or any of that kind of stuff that like my comedy kind of has to come from a like a different place. 
like okay. a more fantastic place. Fair enough. Well, yeah, I feel like comedy doesn't necessarily what I mean the way that they describe that inspiration is not necessarily that their parents are a problem, but just problems in general. Yeah. It's, oh, it I stems got from problems. sadness yeah. and the problems in your life. Yeah. Well, what about you, JB? What's your relationship like? With um, your I mean, my mom is the best. I'm a big fan. Um, <laughs> so I definitely don't have that issue as well. But I mean, I feel like a lot of people sort of put their parents on a, on a pedestal, like you were mm-hmm. saying. Um, they, you know, and that's where a lot of these problems come about well, when well, they when realize. When you're young. Well, you know, exactly. Yeah. Like when you're, yeah. when you're young. You think you know, they're infallible. Exactly. And then yeah. as you get older, you sort of realize that, the, hey, there are real people too. So, you know, it's sort of that realization that they do have fall, flaws and, and can and should because they are real people. You sort of like the illusion of, of them being parents and and sort of how they can help you and and how you get your independence from that is sort of um, you know a, an age turning event. Yeah, it, See, I feel like I had, I had a reverse experience where I did not like that my parents were gods and <laughs> did not feel did not feel comfortable with the idea of having like these deities that I lived with. And as soon as I became a teenager and they started becoming real people was when I actually started bonding with them. Hmm. Like before, beforehand, like I, I feel like I didn't have a relationship with my dad until I was able to talk basketball with him. Yeah. And then I was able to like have a relationship with him. But before that, when he was just like this deity that would just come home and be like, I, I got you a toy. I'm like uh, I don't know how to I don't know how to deal with this. Say thank you. Yeah. Say thank you, Just, you ass. Nope. And enjoy the toy. I right. the best. Yeah. But it's interesting your point, JB, because I'm looking at Mark's relationship with his parents, at least on the show, and it seems like he's still in the phase of being disappointed that they are real people and that they are flawed. And he hasn't. Yeah. This episode, in many ways, by the end of it, is him coming to terms with the fact that they're real people and that's okay. And that he can talk to them like anyone else. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really what I loved about this episode. Yeah, early on finding out that his mom has had multiple boob jobs. Right. Yeah, and he was like, another lie I grew up with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is yeah. like, you know, I don't, uh, terrifying. I don't know if you're, you're, any of your parents have had any physical changes via a doctor. Mine have not. No. Um, but it, it would, I don't know. I don't know if it would bother me if my mom had a, had a had a boob job. I feel like if it was something that she wanted, it's just nothing that my mom would want. Yeah, she just doesn't really care about that. Yeah, it's not a Lieberman trait. <laughs> I feel like I'm the what? only Lieberman with extreme vanity. What, what's a Lieberman trait? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. A Lieberman Please, trait. You you appreciate a good meal. This is on the crest. Yeah, you appreciate a good meal, but you also want to know what's going on with everyone else. There's a very kind of busybody attitude, food especially. Like my okay. my dad's side of the family, and that is the Lieberman side, as, mm-hmm. as it were. Uh, you know, they uh, they relate to each other through asking what you had to eat earlier that day, and then conversation kind of spawns from there. Because I don't have sports with my dad. Yeah, I have what I had for lunch, which now that he's like a health nut is always greatly disappointing. Um, <laughs> Uh, and he'll like ask me what movies are coming out this weekend and I'll tell him and he'll be like, okay. And then he'll get off the phone. It's not, it's not that kind of a relationship. Okay. But in any case, you know, Mark's mom comes to stay and, uh, Kyle comes out with these beautiful watermelon aguafresca. Uh, don't 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 say it like that. Aguafresca. Don't say it like that. Aguafresca. 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 Yes. 
For on, when JB. you are, for Come when on, you JB. are, not gonna do it. You not want to it. so bad, JB. JB Zimmerman. When you are in need of refreshment. Yeah. No, no cruises for me. Whoa, no, man, no man. mixologist named Dax. Yeah, pass. Pass is that short that. for something? Daxter. No, no. Daxter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when, well, when Dax Shepard Daxmas. became a thing with, with without a paddle, that was the first time. Was that, that his first thing? Well, it was the. Well, I thought no. it was punked. Right, he was punked the, before yeah, that, but okay. I never watched punk. Okay. okay, so that was the first time he had broken through the collective consciousness, and that was the first Dax I'd ever come across. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that just are you a video game character? Sure. Yeah. Well, I think of Jack and Daxter whenever sure. I think of a Dax. But in any case, you know, uh, Mark's mom has had kind of a, a lonely year and perhaps a lonely existence since uh, her divorce uh, from Mark's father years earlier. And she went on this cruise to kind of find herself and let loose. And, you know, maybe she had some sex with some partners. But, you know, that's what menopause does. It gives you the freedom to go and do and be because there ain't no more kids coming. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you are the expert in that. So. I am the expert on <laughs> menopause because I wrote the book. You wrote the book on menopause? Yes. Books? What's, what's I thought a, it was a trilogy. What's, yeah. the, what's the first book called in the menopause? <laughs> it's called The Every Jew's Guide to Menopause. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. important. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's classic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's available now at only Barnes & Noble locations. <laughs> only Barnes & Noble. <laughs> only Barnes & Noble physical locations. You can't get it on the website. You can't get it on Amazon. Is it just it's one a brick and Barnes & Noble? store only. There is a brick and mortar Barnes & Noble sure. just outside of Louisville, Kentucky that does carry The Every Jew's Guide to Menopause. Oh, I know nice. one you're talking about. That's a good one. It's a good. It's, it's a very nice store. I good, haven't been, but I've heard good things. It's well, a good B and K, man. Okay, yeah. Let me let me tell you something. The construction was B&N. was arduous. B and K. I believe B&K. it's B and N. It's B and N. B and N, pal. B and N. Yeah, noble. The it's the cool. the construction was arduous in the fall of 2004. Four large trucks bearing my book descended upon a Louisville an abandoned Louisville office depot and it was quickly converted into one of the largest and finest barnes and nobles ever to be seen a noble barnes and noble a noble barnes and noble so (laughs) so uh you know mark's mom wants to go out she wants to she says she wants to see the sights but at the same time she wants to see what mark actually does and as we've seen mark doesn't do a whole hell of a lot he goes he gets coffee he goes home and he's disappointed he sits with the cats he feeds them he does the podcast what else does he do you know we we, maybe he does stand up from time to time goes touring but uh he doesn't really want to include her in his life. He doesn't want to have a real conversation. It seems like it's been years since he has, even yeah. though he's able to have these, you know, very raw conversations with strangers, having a conversation with someone that, he, that knows him so well and knows all of his personal history where he has to actually tell them what's really going on and how he really feels, not, you know, anecdotes or, 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 you know, little bits and pieces from the past. It's hard. And it's hard to reveal your true self to your parents because they have an idea of who you are. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't imagine. I had like one conversation with my mother where like we talked about marijuana, frankly. Because, you know, she did back in the day. It was a flower child, Washington, D.C. Just you go and you do theater scene, whatever. And like to see my mom talk about marijuana 
with like a smile on her face and not in like a judging way was kind of mind blowing. Sure. Because for, for an instant, she's not mom. She's just, she's just a person. And I feel like that has to, doesn't that get easier as you get older, as you become, you know, 40, 50 years old or, you know, and you, they're like in their sixties and seventies. Don't they just become more like just people? I assume yes. I mean, as I've gotten older, it's gotten easier. I mean, there's more stuff going on, and we can talk about work. There's more things you can relate to. As Rob Riggle was saying, you know, right. now that he has kids, they can he relate gets, on yeah. that level yeah. as well. So, I mean, obviously when you're a kid, it's what they are sort of um, demigods, uh, as it were, like what they say goes. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of get your own independence, you ask them more as a guide or just advice. Yeah. And it's no longer – this is what you should do. It's this is what I would do or this is what I have done and mm-hmm. sort of take it or leave it. Although on the same note, they kind of have an idea. Like when you're a kid, there's no kind of like idea for what a kid should be. A kid is just chaos yeah. in a dirty sweater where like as that a, they bought that they bought that day mm-hmm. and it's already got you didn't have spaghetti, but somehow there's spaghetti sauce everywhere on that sweater. Land's End. God damn you. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, kosh, bugash. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, but uh, but I feel like uh, as you're an adult, like your parents kind of have an idea of what an adult is. Mm-hmm. Like it isn't chaos. Like it's like you should be making this amount of money now. You should be working this many hours. You should, at your age, your grandfather had owned three houses and had four children. What happened to the first two houses? And fought. Tornadoes had owned three tornadoes. <laughs> tornadoes, yeah, a tornado. A tornado got all of them. <laughs> uh, my my grandfather's lived in Tornado Alley. Oh no! Yeah, that's the worst First mistake. Right yeah, there. Don't yeah. Build, yeah, don't build, don't build, don't build in Tornado Alley. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But like, so like, they have an idea of like what an adult should be. So like, if you aren't an adult if you're a comedian which yeah. is basically a child in adults clothing mm-hmm. uh it's different for them so like they don't they don't have the same contextual clues as like you would have for them sure i really hope that someday you date a woman named sadie who's just a big ball of crazy so i can call her tornady sadie that's just a personal wish i hope that as well <laughs> yeah uh, um so anyone we... out there named sadie uh, please contact. Please me. contact <laughs> Jesse Klein, uh, bad boy of indie comedy. So, Hello. we meet another one of Mark's friends, comedian Dave Anthony, guest mm-hmm. stars on the show as himself. They go out and they get coffee, and uh, you know, Dave is he portrays himself as kind of, kind of a schmuck. He's well, he's a monster. Yeah, he's yeah. a monster. He uh, he goes around. He tells coffee girls that his name is Ivan <laughs> uh, because he doesn't want them to get too attached. But he also is trying to bang every coffee woman that there is. And it reminds me of that uh, internet comedy video that went around recently. That was like baristas are the new male fantasy, which I totally understand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, they make your they make your order exactly how you want it i see them every morning yeah every they're there for you whenever you need them and they, they know your you, name too, yeah so. they bring you something nice and hot or cool and refreshing just uh. when you want it and they're quirky and approachable but also unreachable and unknowable well that desk that separates if you, there's a barista a... named sadie out there please <laughs> oh, contact me dream come true tornado sadie uh so dave anthony has a similar problem to mark in that his dad has moved in with him yes uh and he he just hates his father 
And, you know, even though he is a bit of a monster, at the time, we think, oh, man, maybe his dad is just as bad as Mark's dad because they're friends, so that kind of, like, makes sense or whatever. And Mark has the brilliant plan, like, hey, man, you know, I don't want to have to spend time alone with my mother. You bring your dad over, they'll have someone to talk to, and then we can kind of avoid connecting for an evening. You know, we'll grill some T-bones and that'll happen. Um, so, you know, Dave brings his dad over and he's played by that wonderful, delightful actor who I cannot name, who always reminds me of Wilford Brimley. He's not Wilford but Brimley. But is firmly not Wilford Brimley. No. No. Uh, and, uh, you know. Office he, Space. He's yeah, office loved him space. in Office, office Space. space. Office space. Yeah. Right. Jump uh, to conclusions. If we man. say Office Space enough times, <laughs> it'll be as if we actually remembered his name. Um, office Space? Office Space. Office Space. <laughs> I'm going to call him Zachary. Okay. <laughs> I he doesn't look like a Zachary. <laughs> he doesn't look like a Zachary in the sure There's, there's, there's no Zachary. one under the age of 60. Or over the age <laughs> over of 60. Over the age of 60 whose name is Zachary. Except but for a former president. Zachary Tyler. Yeah. Terrible president. Yeah. Uh, really? He wasn't great. Eh, he's not great. My third grade teacher, incidentally... Descendant of Zachary Tyler. Oh, yeah. Fun yeah. facts. Good fancy, stuff. Fancy that. So, uh, you know, Mark's mom and uh, Dave's dad connect over hating their son's comedy and wishing that they would actually write jokes or do impressions or do something other than talk about how miserable their lives are. Uh, and, you know, they kind of on this connection mm -hmm. hey man they're having fun and at that age it's not often you get to have fun with strangers i think i think you've kind of set your people yeah by and large and uh so they had such a good time they go off and they get ice cream uh in uh in dave's car mark drives dave home and while the parents were unsupervised mark's mom does a dad she does him in the car quickly and efficiently, like a tigress. Well, she's had unprotected as well. Yes. Well, no, apparently protected because she does not get the chlamydia. You know, you can actually. I mean, True. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, don't want to hundred percent thing. I don't want to thought... perpetuate this, but you can you can have sex, unprotected sex, with someone who is infected with an STI, and not a hundred percent of the time will you get it. A lot of the time you will get it. Though. Okay, so as we all just heard, Jesse Klein is advocating for everyone <laughs> to have roll unprotected the dice. sex just all the time. Bareback it every <laughs> yeah. single time. Raw dog it every single <laughs> raw time. Raw dog. If it is not raw, then you <laughs> it must let count. it fall. Yeah. Okay? What's up, Sadie? Sup, Sadie? Sup, yeah, girl? Who's named is the Sadie ever. in the world? There's, in the world now. There's one out there. Yeah, she's waiting for she's you. Special. That barista. <laughs> she's been running right now. She is a girl for you. There's a there's a Beatles song. Is there? Yeah. Okay. I don't know their catalog that well. Oh. Am I outing myself? Yeah, you are outing yeah. yourself. In any case, uh, you know, she's a the, meter the maid. Following the following morning. Song. The following morning. Oh, yeah. No. It's isn't it, it's lovely Rita meter made. Who's Sadie then? I don't know. This isn't this has no bearing yeah, on yeah. the discussion, <laughs> okay, Jesse. Sorry. Okay. You guys talk. Let me So they go uh the parents go to breakfast the following morning at Better Cheddar, which has a wonderful brunch menu. Uh, you know, even though Mark's mom doesn't really eat, uh she still goes out to breakfast. Uh, which, you know, is the polite thing to do after you have a yeah, little... Yeah, it's an activity. It's something to do. Yeah, you play Getting a little out. pelvic pinochle. It's a, it's a Futurama reference. It's, it's a technical and, uh, term, I believe. Technical term for old people sex. It's a song called Sexy Sadie. 
Sexy Sadie? Yeah. We'll write it together. It'll okay. be in the style of Warren's no, no, that's Cherry a, Pie. That's, an yeah. actual Beatles song. that's actually a Beatles song? Yeah. The Beatles wrote a song with the word sexy in the title. Yeah. Later. Okay. It's John Lennon. Lennon. We'll Latter Beatles. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Am I right? Right to yeah. Matt Lee at Matt Lieberman. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, while the parents are off at breakfast, uh, you know, Dave gets a call. He thinks it's on his uh, special Ivan phone for uh, for banging ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the whole apartment smells like a tuna like, fish, like a three year old tuna fish sandwich. Because just to piss his dad off, <laughs> he put a tuna fish sandwich in the heater in his dad's room, and then is pretending not to notice it just to drive his dad crazy. But He's that's gaslighting gotta, his dad. Yeah, but that's got to be horrible for you too. I, I like it's a pricey pay. That's you monstrous. Like if you're willing to suffer that smell. <laughs> For days on end, just to torture someone, you are – you're a huge dick. Yeah. yeah. No, the kamikaze move when you take one – just a hit mm-hmm. just to smite one's own enemy. Yeah. yeah. Well, to spite. aggressive. If it smote him, he would be dead. Let's be clear. Yeah, well, no, he's not – I mean, he's in bad shape. <laughs> yeah. Dave, Dave did have the joke, uh, what else do you guys have in common? You'll both be dead in 20 years. Plus, I think Dave's... Real light. Light material. <laughs> Real light material, Dave. Yeah. Plus, Dave's dad does get him back pretty good. The pink eye. He gets pink eye. Because um, he has these banging <laughs> prosts on his pillow. On his, on pillow. his son's pillow. Bringing prosts. On the pillow. Banging prosts. Uh, the bad bad lieutenant port of call New Orleans, The his good dad movie, calls, uh, calls her a pross. And I'm like, that's... It's like so gross, but it's now my favorite term for hookers. Um, you yes. have to be deep in the game to <laughs> to call them that. crosses. Yeah. I feel like it's just a cop term. I don't know. It could be. I don't in know. any case, uh, they learn that Dave's dad has chlamydia. He's got the clap. Mm. Oh just, snap! Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, bummer. Yeah. So uh, you know, Marco's home, and he kind of like tries to tease it out of his mother without actually saying it. Yeah. And then Dave calls him and he's like, hey, come outside, bring napkins. <laughs> yeah. God. Like, what? That is what the an, worst phone call uh, ever. Yeah. What an, a, like, just an a hole ish thing. Just to come do. outside what alone. What on earth could I, do you need these napkins for? And for a second, I thought it was to, to give to his dad to dry the tears, but no, it's just because he's got in and out. Yeah, he have, didn't have enough, have enough napkins. Probably drinking a Neapolitan shake while his dad weeps over his chlamydia in the car. You can get a Neapolitan shake? Oh, yeah, it's on Secret Menu, bro. What? Yeah. You that's that's like step that's one like, of the secret menu. Listen, I'm clearly I'm gonna I'm gonna come out here. I know nothing about any secret menus. I don't there's know. There's really only one. They say that there's a Starbucks one, but that's really just BS. Is that BS or is that the there's point? A, there's Jamba Juice, but they don't all do it. You have to really walk them through. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, know Chick Fil A's got some secret yeah. stuff. Listen, if you do have, they have to not yeah. chicken. No. Do they what? No, do they it's have all not ch- chicken? It's all if ch- no, they if do you, not. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I feel like if you have to walk someone through what is on the secret menu, it's not actually a menu. It's just people getting away with stuff. Yeah. Plus, I mean, this whole buzz about secret menus, it's just asking them to put the ingredients that you know that they have together in right. a certain way. So it's just... It's basically just customizing it right. at that point. Well, that's, or being picky that's if you less, want to get down to it. That's less sexy than a secret menu. It's though. true, because yeah. you want to feel like you're getting something that most people don't know about. Yeah, exclusive. or that you're you know being cool about it yeah. as opposed to making them do more work for you. I yeah. just love this revelation is the dad's like, I had sex with that whore. <laughs> I, oh God, I haven't slept with anyone since yeah. your mother died. <laughs> Well, actually, Completely that's kind of the truth. Yeah, he it was is the truth. Maybe, maybe 
I, we'd have to rewatch it, but maybe he was, uh, like he was admitting to having sex with a whore. Mm-hmm. And then when maybe one of them says, Oh, you had sex with Mark's mom. And then like he, he realizes like, Oh, I can make it about her and mm-hmm. not me. That's probably that's probably what happened on a rewatch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to do the rewatch. Rewatch, rewatch podcast. Um, yeah. So, Mark obviously very distraught by this news sure. that his mother may be the giver of the clap and not the receiver of the clap. Both bad. Both bad. Yeah. One's, one's worse. worse. Yeah. One is definitely one's, worse. Yeah. She's had it. So he comes right in. He's not going to mince words. This is what's up. You have this. We're we're gonna go to a place and we're gonna take care of it. Okay. Fine. So then Mark and his mother sitting in this waiting room at this just tired little STD place. It looked it looked quaint. It looked quaint. It was a quaint STD clinic. Yeah. It was definitely... Still, no getting out of that awkwardness. No. No. No, no yeah. escape. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No room. No room. Any quaintness will allow you to get out of that. Yeah. What do you do? You think it'd be worse if the roles were reversed and they were younger, obviously. Um, a mom taking a, a kid to the clinic for the same reason? No, it would not be worse. I mean, she would Mm-mm. scold, but it would be less awkward. And more socially acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have, a, have a mom bring a ch- their kid to an STD clinic. Yeah, I doubt that if it was, if it was you know, a 30-something, late 30s mom bringing mm. her teenage son mm-hmm. in for an STD <laughs> test, that the nurse would think that they were banging each other. Which is what happens, and it's hilarious. That's why they put it in the promo last week. Okay? Keep up, people. Uh, before we continue, I just want to talk really quickly about iTunes. Uh, folks, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. You're amazing. Downloading, watching, listening, streaming. You can get it wherever you want, whenever you want, on an app, on a device, on, on your computer, whatever you want to do. It's yours, and it's all free. We heard After Buzz TV putting out between 60 and 70 hours of free content a week. If you haven't checked out our other offerings, people... You better check it out because it's got a wide array, almost every show on the air. And if there's a show you want us to do, but you don't see it on there, reach out to us, info at AfterBuzzTV.com. We'll do our best to get one up for you. But still, it's a staggering amount of content. What can you do to help us out if you feel so inclined? I'll tell you. Rate and review every show that you listen to. It's that easy. Doesn't cost you a dime. Only takes a second. Warms us to the bone. And... It helps us get sponsors, which is how this whole operation works in the first place. So rate and review the shows. We deeply appreciate your support. All right. So Mark in the room grilling mom about her sexual exploits and finding out the dirty deets. Okay. Now, Dax easily (laughs) under 40, I'm going to say. Oh, has to be under 40. Definitely. Yeah. I'm guessing uh, 35... uh, uh, a peak 35-year-old mixologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm guessing like a 24-year-old. 24-year-old peak I'm, mixologist. Well, I mean, I don't know how many uh, men 20s, in there. 20s. Yeah, I would say you'd have to be 35 or younger to identify with the mixologist name. That's true, that's true. You know, and you to still be... a 38-year-old being a mixologist. Right. Gives more respect. Which, like, respect to Mark's mom. She's taking home the young tank. She's cougar. She's slinging Cougan mad up. game. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's beyond cougars. She's like a panther. Okay, they're 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 darker and more mysterious. <laughs> uh-huh. What's the um, hierarchy? I know it's puma. I first. Yeah, puma for thirties. Yeah. Puma, puma for thirties, which is the same animal as a cougar. Interesting. A mountain lion, puma, and cougar are 
all the same animal. Okay, so then we're going to say... The, I mean, it's the cat family, so they've right. got to be... So yeah, I'm but they're, say, they're, they're specifically the same animal. Right. Like oh, tiger, tiger, and tiger. So then I would... So then mountain lion would have to come next. So it would be puma, cougar, mountain, mountain lion. lion. Sure. Um, followed by perhaps... A Le- leopard? A leopard. Okay. Regal. Majestic. Live in trees. Got spots on them, much mm-hmm. like the liver spots on an older person. Also, the leather print, like, walking pants that they would wear. Exactly. Yeah. I really think we've nailed this down, nice. and I, I hope everyone out there appreciates our hard work. Yep. Yeah. Write so, to at Matt Lieberman. <laughs> no, don't write to at Matt Lieberman <laughs> about that. Or you can. I mean, you know, it's, you it's a free internet. You, you can, yeah, sure, do you can you Twitter me or just whatever. So, uh, you know, Mark's distraught to hear all this news. And uh, he he goes home with his mother, and she is just pissed at him for being a brat. She, you know, she came out here. Yeah, she gave no notice, but he spent the entire week avoiding her when he could have just had one conversation. And, of course, I'm going to sleep with men if I'm lonely and I'm not receiving any attention from anyone. It's nice to be wanted for once in my life, and you obviously don't. So I'm heading out of here. I'm going home. Kyle has a wonderful suggestion for how they can mediate their problems. Sure. In his family, they take turns venting, but to cut the tension while you're venting, you have to do a silly dance or stuff your mouth with marshmallows. Mark, do you have any marshmallows? Get get out of here. Go, go away. Thus uh, proving that Kyle grew up at a summer camp. Yes. His family is just a bunch of summer camp counselors. I would love to have an episode where we explore Kyle's origin. <laughs> just the backstory. Sure. And we realize that he was raised on a commune somewhere. Like, not even a summer camp. Just a commune. Just a commune. Um, and his family is still there. Because, uh, like... Uh, Harvesting oranges. Exactly. Yeah. Because Mark's... Mo- and, and making uh, hemp bracelets and mm-hmm. ponchos and what have you. Because, like, Mark's mom doesn't even remember recommending him. So I have to imagine that this friend of hers isn't, like, isn't high on the list. Yeah. Of friends. So I imagine that she's probably got some crazy offspring. Yeah. I I imagine that he grew up on a commune. That fits. Yeah. He grew up on a commune and Mark's podcasts were the one thing that tied him to the world, which is why he has such this inflated sense of importance as Mark's assistant. Yeah. It makes sense. It all makes sense now. Yeah. Good. Uh, writing staff, if you're paying attention. It's- Oh, take a good yeah, yeah, graphic novel. <laughs> yeah, a graphic novel. I would buy it. It's free yeah, content right there. Free content right there. Uh, so you know, I don't know about about you guys. With are do you are your parents are still together? Your parents still together? Um, no. My, well, my dad passed away when I was six. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's all right. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, my mom got remarried since then, and then got divorced. Um, is she dating now? No, but I mean, I, if she were to, I mean, obviously there would be some difficulty initially, like, um, details and stuff I wouldn't want to hear about, but I do want her to be happy. So if that's something that she wants, I would support that. Okay. So if she was dating around and she asked you to drive her to the clinic, how would you feel? That would be tough. That yeah. would be tough. Again, safety first. Um, you know, I would, but it would be awkward for Did sure. Do you have the talk with your mom? Um, luckily, I think I don't need to have the talk with my mom. Smart mom. Yeah, smart mom. What if your mom was like, pretty sad. What if your mom was like, this is, this is going to be my new fiance, Dax. He's, uh, he's two years younger than you. We're trying to get him a green card. He's from, (laughs) he's He's from the Caribbean. Swarthy. (laughs) He's swarthy. Yeah. He he constantly smells of coconut oil. (laughs) 
I would probably have to intervene. I okay. Think I would, uh... Yeah. You do 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 kids get a veto? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think again, it's more like the parent, like where a parent would sort of not approve. Right. I feel like the kids sort of have a similar card. Right. I mean, if there was an obvious mismatch. Yeah. The kids can kind of come together. Um, I know. I mean, like, I feel like as you get older, right, you think there's not going to be another opportunity. There may never be anyone else, so jump on this ship. I feel like we we should be able to establish within our, our parent-child uh, relationship that we get one veto. One veto. One. Only one, which is a precious thing. Of anything? Like a, a general veto? A, I think it's a, a dating marriage veto. Oh, okay. It's a dating and marriage veto. If it was a general veto, I think it would be too tempting to use it on something smart. I know, general veto. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it would, be too, it would be too tempting to use it on something small. Yeah. Like, um, you know... Oh, we had, uh, we had spaghetti last night. Right. Or okay. like, or like, I, yeah, please no take Italian me to the Vito. theater. I really want to see this play that sounds super boring. Uh, you don't want to waste your veto. No. Yeah. If it's all reaching, all encompassing, you don't want to waste it. That's true. Yeah. Um, but then they, they kind of bond. Mark and his mom bond over STD chat. Yeah. Which is amazing. It was really funny. They have their first converse- real conversation in years as Mark details all the times that he has gotten STDs and given them out. And he talks about this fantasy that he had, <laughs> um, which, like, I kept thinking that the cold sores were going to come back. That it was going to be, you know, I have this fantasy that, you know, I'm there with Jen and there's Michelle and her new husband. And she, she sees how happy I am. And I look at her and there's a big old cold sore on her mouth. And I know that I have won. I thought it was going to come from the place of darkness, but yeah. it actually was like a very, you know, tender thing of like, I just, I just wanted to be happy and to have someone like her, someone who, you know, thinks I'm such a miserable old cock that, you know, she sees how happy I am. Yeah. And then realizing that that's no longer an option. Yeah. It really did hit him really hard, this breakup. And, it, you know, all the fighting that he put up at the front of this relationship, you'd think that uh, uh, he didn't love her as much as he did, but he really does. Yeah, and I, th- I think he kind of touched on that. You know, he's not he's not a young man. Mm-hmm. So, like, Jen might be his last, like, chance at a real relationship with someone where it's like, we go dating and then we, like, fool around and mm-hmm. it's weird for a little bit. Like, as you get older, I feel like your relationships have to advance a little bit, mm-hmm. like, get a little bit faster. And, I mean, that's why they broke up, because she wanted to advance it even further, and yeah. he was being a baby about it. Well, you know, the baby thing came up again with, with Rob Riggle, where he's like, you, you know, all I'm hearing when you say that is, I'm not going to be evolved because I didn't have a kid. You know, I have to have a kid to matter and to be a real adult. And Rob was like, or just don't be a baby. Yeah, yeah. or just... Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Anything else you guys want to talk well, about? Well, it's also, I think, how publicly Mark uh, lives his life. I mean, it makes him it, him very unapproachable as a person in a relationship, mm-hmm. not only with you know significant others who obviously don't want their dirty laundry aired to everybody, but also with his parents. I mean, yeah. it, it can definitely be a straining relationship with your family who you obviously – don't have the luxury of being able to avoid you know they're saying all this stuff you know that's personal between you and them and it can definitely distance you from them i mean his parents obviously can't get away from the fact that they're his kid or he's their kid right um 
so when he sort of says all this bad stuff about their relationships, they can't do anything. They just right, and he's, of, he's you know. sharing that with the world. Yeah. Uh, I just want to talk about the very last moment where it was kind of like a coded language moment where he calls his mom, mm-hmm. and he knows that she can't answer the phone, and he just says, hey. Mm-hmm. Like, that was definitely him just saying, like, I love you, Mom. Mm-hmm. And I, I like I like moments with coded language, and I like it that families kind of have a vocabulary. You were talking about, like, eating, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. My dad, it's basketball. Yeah. Or Game of Thrones. Right. That's how nice. we say, that's how we say I love you is like, I uh, hate Joffrey too, Dad. Yeah. I hate Joffrey yeah. too, Dad. Luckily he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> spoilers. Yeah. Uh, Bro, spoilers. Bro. Yeah. That was, well, I guess it was it's two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Well, it's so not, not up right now. Or man. like two four weeks, weeks ago. It's, or, but still, it's not that long or ago. Or 12 years ago if you can't If the they've book. been on the <laughs> internet since then, it's already been spoiled. I'm just saying we're going to get at least one angry <laughs> email and it's just your fault joffrey what it better not be sadie who's upset <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. she's me like now it's all, all right on uh on that note i think we're gonna go into predictions okay and now you're after buzz tv predictions. okay karnak what do we see uh it looks like a it looks like a you like gotta a, do a johnny carson impression you can't not if you're gonna be Carnac. I'm gonna do an impression of John Stewart doing Johnny Carson. Right. <laughs> That's someone's joke. I'm sorry I took it from you. Okay. Uh, no, uh, it looks like Stephanie Allen. Al- yeah, from Elaine, the UCB. Yeah, from the old UCB is uh, is guesting on it mm-hmm. as a cat lady. Uh, as a cat lady, uh, it looks like Mark is missing a cat. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know which one yet. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's kind of selfish of me just because like I really loved listening about it. There was uh, a few like six months ago. There was this whole thing with this deaf black cat that he found out uh, by his place, and because that's when I started listening, I really want there to be something about deaf black cat because I want to know what happened to deaf black cat. Sure, I love well, yeah the cats cat. thing because they're not his cats. I, I saw him on Conan and he was mm-hmm. talking about how at least in the first season they hired a cat wrangler, right? And he basically just came on set and opened up a little oh. crate with a cat in it, dropped it out, and was like, here it is. Done. My work's done. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So, yeah. I mean, obviously not worth the money that they're paying him. Oh. In the new season, yeah. they are actually um, his cats? I'm not sure what they did in the new season, but Mark was very unimpressed with, with the cat wrangler. With the cat wrangler, yeah. Right, I enough. think there's no actually wrangling cats. Well, yeah, you can't <laughs> exactly. really train cats, Let's... which makes Inside Lou and Davis all the more impressive. Amazing. Great cat actor. Oh, my God. There's a great cat in that movie. That cat. Better than Garfield? Better than Garfield. Better than Garfield. Better than Lorenzo Music and Bill Murray combined. <laughs> all right. Uh, I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, downloading, watching, listening, streaming. You're all the best. Jesse Klein, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at JessKlein1 on Twitter. All right. And JB? You can find me at JB underscore Zimmerman. I also host Riot on Tuesdays on AfterBuzz TV. And coming up this Sunday is our last Silicon Valley show. Nice. So tune in. All right. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me on Source fed and source fed nerd on youtube and here on after buzz tv got halt and catch fire starting this week defiance coming back under the domes coming back uh got playing house on tuesdays on the usa it's a wonderful warm hug of a show thank you all for listening we'll see you next week 
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.